Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along Friday episode. Sorry, you caught me gulping at my coffee there. Um, Friday morning episode. Um, Yeah, you're a little under the weather, it's fair to say, today, Sam. Yeah, I've got a cold. I think I caught it off my daughter. Obviously, last night I thought it was COVID Mm. and... um, because I went to West Ham and uh, me and it was quite ironic me and my mate got into a animated an animated discussion <laughs> about covid regulations mm. so tedious and cliched um and it was a pointless waste of time that was probably my fault because it was one of those ones where eventually after much sort of going back and forth you realize you both basically saying the same thing anyway but in the midst of all of this because we were so animated we stepped onto the wrong train oh shit um, on our on our way to west ham which didn't mean that it went completely awry but by the time we fucking stopped bickering like a couple of old women with each other and looked up we realized we weren't on the train we thought we'd been and hadn't been for quite several stops without noticing the result of this was <clears throat> The train we usually get is from the beginning of the line. It's usually quite relatively empty the whole way. The result of us bickering and getting distracted and getting the wrong train meant we had to get off and do a couple of other trains through the centre of London at rush hour, fucking rammed with people. Ugh. And he said, well, this is ironic. We were both fucking debating who was the most cautious about COVID. And and by doing so, we both landed ourselves in a fucking COVID hotspot. We literally jammed into a moving fucking sardine can surrounded by cunts without masks. Oh, man. So that was worrying. And then on the way home, um, I started to, like, have a, a dry cough. And I thought, fucking great. Because it was a dead rubber anyway last night. We were playing Zagreb, but we'd already finished top of our group in the Europa yeah. League. Yeah. So it was a meaningless fixture. One of the reasons I'd gone is, as because it was meaningless, David Moyes had played a lot of the under-23, so I thought it was quite interesting to see some of these young lads make their debut. Yeah. But it was a, you know, it was like watching a friendly. Yeah. And on the way home, I thought, great, I've gone to this fucking meaningless game, had a pointless, like, fucking bicker with my best mate, and now... I've got fucking COVID. No, you haven't got co- COVID. No, I haven't. Doesn't... That's that's what I thought, right? Oh, that's right. what I Sorry. told myself. <laughs> you were announcing it there. Have you taken the no, test? No, no, no. Have you taken the test? No, I took the test. I got in quite late. Everyone was in bed. And I was so convinced I had COVID. I was all cold and shivery and coughing. That I thought, fuck this, I'm doing a lateral flow now before mm. bedtime. So I made a right load of racket fucking downstairs rummaging around for the lateral flows. Oh, mm-hmm. I the fucking lateral flow. They usually kept there. Right. Got it out, laid all the uh, 
the equipment out on the table like you do. You do, right? Yeah. Guess who fucking gets like wants to get involved then Nelson. at midnight? Nelson. <laughs> I'll do a test. Come on. I was at the fucking dining table. Suddenly, test I hear me. the click, the click clack of the fucking cap flap, and he's <laughs> he's literally coming soaking wet from the rain, and he's and he's gone like that as you'd say. What the fuck? So what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I thought you were at the football. Yeah, well, I'm back. Well, what's all this you got out? You're back on the drugs, what, are you? What was the score? What's this? You're back on the gear? Falling off the <laughs> wagon, have you? No, Nelson, I'm doing a lateral float. Nah, I'm going to have to take a closer look at this. So he jumps up on the fucking dining table, which he's not allowed to do anyway, and he just does that thing. Sniff it. He's, getting, he's trying to get right involved, sniffing all of the equipment. Brilliant. I push him away. He comes back. Push him away again. He comes what? back. I pick him up. I put him on the floor. Straight back up on the table. You're not getting rid of me that easily, cunt. Fucking... I want to fucking know what's going on here. <laughs> Stick one of those sticks up my fucking nose. <laughs> See what you get. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. In the end, I had to. Li- in order to complete my lateral flow, I had to fucking lock the cunt out of the room. Yeah. Because he was so busy around the lateral flow. It was I think unbelievable. you need to take another one. I think it's been compromised. It's been, it's, I think you might be right. I will take another one this morning because <laughs> yeah. I feel rough as fuck. And Nelson, it might be that it was some sort of, I don't know, it's been cat compromised. And I mean, it could be like something out of a Marvel comic that somehow, due to a mix up in my little makeshift yeah. COVID laboratory, I've accidentally got some cat genes inside of me via yeah. one of those swizzle sticks. And I may, with man. any luck, I may develop cat skills or. Maybe Nelson will develop more human traits. I don't know. Or both, yeah. ideally. And eventually you'll merge into one another and then overlap and then he'll become the man and he'll become the cat. Well, I wouldn't and, mind uh, his fucking lifestyle. <laughs> Honestly, though, I wouldn't trust a lateral flow test. I would get a PCR done because... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we'll get when, a PCR. When I had it, it didn't show up on a lateral flow. It only showed up when I got the PCR. And I've heard that from really? a few other people as well. Yeah, yeah. I think lateral flow tests. Well, I have got a rough throat and a um and a and a dry cough, and I'm starting to feel a bit hot. Mm. Having said that, my daughter had a cold just like that. Yeah, that's the the thing. That's it's this time of year as well. My daughter's got one at the minute, and I went to the human league with her the other night, and fucking sat in the car with her there and back. I've probably caught the cold. I'm waiting for that. That feels like it's in the post tomorrow. Yeah. So um, I suppose we go to see the charlatans tonight, mate. Oh, I man. mean, you'd probably think a lucky escape. I'm not going to judge <laughs> you because one of my best mates went to see them in Newcastle last night, so I'm not going to judge anybody. Yeah, apparently it was a really they, good gig not, in they're Newcastle. They're not for me. They're not for me. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to Brixton with my mate. My wife doesn't fancy it because of um, she's got COVID paranoia. Yeah, so I'm taking my mate instead as a special treat. Well, I was, I was just going to say that. I mean, take a test because, as you know. As you might know, we're doing our Christmas party in Sunderland at Pop Rex next yeah. Tuesday night, mm. um, which now suddenly seems like a, a bit of a risky uh, prospect. What with the new uh, variant that seems to be spreading like wildfire and all that. So if you come to that, are you clicking something? Yeah. Okay. Only gently. I'm surprised you can pick up on that. <laughs> Real gentle click this morning. A gentleman's click. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're coming along, um, you know. Be cautious, be careful, try and wear a mask Sounds if you like can. we're um, talking people out of buying tickets. Talking people out of fucking coming. Because um, <laughs> it, it, be, it could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's happening on Tuesday. There's still tickets available if you don't want to come, but be careful. 
and act responsibly for yeah and obviously i won't be spreading covid to all of you i'll do a pcr and i'll report back on it to all of you in good time yeah so that's that um what was i going to say oh there's a hashtag that's on twitter today that's of Mm. great interest to both of us um Mm. some comedy fans have taken it upon themselves to uh announce that today is richard o'sullivan day Whoa, lovely. And there's a hashtag, um, Richard O'Sullivan Day, and lots of people are, of course, doing their um, tributes to Richard O'Sullivan. I'm just looking for one of the tweets that I saw. Yeah, yeah. David Quantic, I'm sure you're aware of, the the brilliant writer. Um, He's just tweeted about 11 minutes ago, please circulate the hashtag Richard O'Sullivan Day as he will see it and like it. So that must mean that Richard O'Sullivan is Twitter aware. He's active be, on Twitter. Be, he'll be made aware of the fact that it's his day to day. So, um, I mean, we, right, we, we could... On. What? We we know where he is. I mean, in terms of interactions with Richard O'Sullivan, I go back a few years now where I proposed to you that, yes. that we'd seen a picture of him in the newspaper yes. where he had met with Princess Kate, Kate of our hearts, mm-hmm. right? Um, what she mm-hmm. called the Duchess of Duchess of such and such of, of fuck fuck right <laughs> she uh, she'd been at the old people the old oh, the, the the home for retired actors she's it's fucking in them, isn't it she's fucking she's busy isn't she that well, Princess got, Kate of our hearts got to keep right? busy got to do something isn't she just if she's existence. not making Meghan Markle cry for yeah. being a, a member of the lower orders. <laughs> which is, as I understand it is what happened right <laughs> she's fucking going right oh, I ain't got much on today I might go see how the old actors are getting on right <laughs> I've always wanted to meet Richard O'Sullivan so she's gone over there yeah. and there was a picture of him wearing a cravat at a retired home for old actors and I thought fucking hell this is a brilliant place and didn't, it was in Twickenham not particularly far from me where my old have, college was didn't he also have a massive set of keys attached to his belt or something like that yeah, he I'm probably sure he did. I mean, some people when they get old and go a bit like bonkers in the nuts, start to imagine that they're caretakers. Yeah, oh, imagine <laughs> that would be fantastic if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna live some kind of fake existence in the mm. twilight of your years to pretend that you're a caretaker and have that kind All of. All you do is you get one of them brown caretaker coats, you know, the long ones that mm-hmm. Mr. Bennett used to wear, mm-hmm. right? Um, a massive bunch of keys that you hang off of the like belt loop on your trousers, mm-hmm. and finally, the best bit of all, a fucking super wide broom. Oh yeah, too wide for where you live, causing yeah. havoc with it. That's like Len, the caretaker at my secondary school, always had one of them. Len, the caretaker at my second school, who I named my son after. I was going to say, I was subconsciously <laughs> named your son after, or maybe consciously. I don't consciously, know. <laughs> completely. I yeah. fucking told him at the time. I said, Len. You're a good lad. He used to give the kids fags if they asked. Give us a fag, Len. <laughs> yeah. And he'd just go, oh, fucking hell, all right. Like that, and just hand people fag. I mean, I didn't smoke, but he used to always give my mate um, a fag if he asked for it. Mm-hmm. And then he'd go around with his big, wide fucking broom. I mean, in my mind, obviously, you imagine things bigger from your... You remember things as bigger from your childhood, don't you? Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, his broom was, like, about 20 foot wide. 20 foot wide, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could, like, sit on it and go for a ride around on it. He could do the whole width of the playing field with it. <laughs> One sweep. Yeah. 
understandable um, to name your, your um, to name your, your son after him. Yeah, I said, look, mate, it's fucking. I tell you right now, this is my pledge to you, Len. Mm. By the time you're quite old, so probably by the time I have a kid, you'll be dead. So I'll tell you now in advance that when I have that kid, I'll call it Len. I'll call it Len, and your legacy will continue. Your yeah. your kids now they're both in. Oh, Len's still primary school, isn't he? Len's primary. So, uh, are yeah. you aware of the caretaker at the primary school? Oh, I know him well. He's a mate. Is he, he a good used fella? to go to my school. Oh, right. Okay. He's an amazing bloke. Because I was going to say, what's the what's the standard of caretakers like these days at primary school? This bloke is plays a bigger, more broader role than oh, right. um, the care- in my day. The caretakers just caretakered. He's got a broader but- remit. This bloke's got a broader remit. For instance, he coaches the football team. Right, okay. Um, and he does, like, he'll, he'll do activities with the kids and he's, like, he's very much a major character at the yeah. school. I sometimes think of him as almost like a deputy head because mm-hmm. he's that much at the forefront. But then also I'll drive past the school and he'll be, you know, he'll still be doing, like, the, the standards of caretakering. Yeah. Very rarely the without staples. a drill in his hand. Yeah. Very rarely without a drill in his hand. Needless to say, yeah. a DeWalt, because <laughs> he knows his stuff. Pro. That's when you know you're dealing with a serious customer, right? Yeah. Um, the other day I saw him with a leaf blower, which is one of the things oh, I want most in the God. world. Brilliant. Fucking yeah. hell. So, yeah, Mr. Green is a f- absolute fucking legend. I mean, he's right up there with Len yeah. in the... Uh, and I think the good. other main caretaker I remember is from primary school, right? This is an embarrassing admission, but I'll tell you. When I was in infant school, mm-hmm. so what's that? Between the ages of four and four seven, or seven? Yeah, yeah. It was quite mad, my infant school. It was, in a way, it, the shit that went on in the infants was madder than when we got into juniors. And this sounds daft, right? But it's true. We all... A few of us at my infant school, even though we were in West London, all supported West Ham for various reasons, and that was peculiar. And but we got because we were in this minority, we got particularly passionate about it and went in in our shirts and scarves. We didn't have a uniform, right? And one day we had a fight with the top with the kids who supported Tottenham <laughs> when we were like little kids. And we got in really bad. And I think it was because in those days, it was the early 80s, we'd probably been seeing in the news all about football hooligans, hooligans and stuff. So we yeah. thought it'd be funny. And we got in really bad trouble for it. And we were lined up outside the headmaster's office, ready to be given the dressing down of our lives, right? Yeah. And while we were there shitting ourselves, absolutely shitting ourselves, the caretaker walked by, right? Right. And he was a caretaker just for the infant school. And he was quite a tough bloke. And he went, what are you lads all here for? Right? <laughs> and we went, we were fighting. And he went, what were you fighting about? And we went, football. And he went, well, why are we fighting about football? And one of us went, you know, well, we support West Ham. They su- support Spurs. So we had a fight. And he went, it makes me sick, all this football hooliganism. I mean, what's the sense in it? Just because you like watching different teams, Right? Now, I may not have told you at this point, but his name was Mr. Leeds. And here is the bit. He went, I mean, look at me. I support Leeds, but I don't go around fighting people about it. And when he said that, we fucking, all of us, the Spurs and West Ham fans alike. It was like that time when the German and English football team came together on Christmas Day, the the soldiers in the first world war. We were in fucking hysterics. And he didn't get why we were laughing. (laughs) 
What are you laughing at? Oh fucking! Oh, Mr. Leeds, we I like, support Leeds. I support Leeds so Mr. much. Mr. Leeds, he wasn't. He clearly wasn't from Leeds. He had a Cockney accent. Yeah. Mr. Leeds supported Leeds, of course. As a bunch of eight-year-old boys, we're going to f- find that hilarious. I mean, you know, as a forty-six-year-old man, I find it hilarious. hilarious. I support Leeds so much. I changed my name to Leeds. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you um have good caretakers? This is what I was going to say. Yeah, Mr. Robinson was our caretaker and he was brilliant. He, we couldn't do enough for everybody. He was funny, mm. friendly. He was fucking everything you'd want from a caretaker. And the caretaker yeah. at my kids' primary school, I mean, my son left about three years ago, so I can't remember that much. can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. It happens. You remember stuff that happened when you were five, but not what happened last week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Um, but yeah, it's similar kind of vibe. Really good, really friendly. It's good to know that the caretaking um, industry industry is still has, thriving. Is, is still thriving it, in spite of the blip um, for the Ian Huntley thing a few years ago. Could have derailed <laughs> oh, it all. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Do you know what? I'd love it. I'd love to hear. I mean, we may have, we may be privileged enough to have some listeners with school caretakers. I'd love to hear if they had an annual national conference. Oh, God, yeah. Like the trade union conference. Yeah, and they all got together maybe at like in the, at a hotel at the seaside or a conference centre. Yeah. And there was a, some some things where they voted on policies, like mm-hmm. caretaker policies, mm-hmm. and other things where they lobbied government ministers. They'd always invite whoever the minister for school caretakers was to give a speech. Yeah. And then in the evening, there was just loads of partying and shagging. Massive piss up, yeah. <laughs> but who would, who would they shag? Because they're all fellas. Oh, don't they say are all fellas, and that's not sexist. It's so, true. If, if you, if the, anyone listening, oh, uh, man. is aware of a female school caretaker, then we would love to hear from you. And we're all for it. We're absolutely all for it, aren't we? For equality and everything. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, 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 I used to have a female. There. You paused there. Were you thinking no? Maybe no, no, no. Because be I was thinking of when I once had a um, in an old house that I rented, I had a female handyman. What you may call a handy woman, mm, handy lady, or a a handy truss. Yeah, I right? mean the caretaker would be the caretakeress, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's wouldn't it. She. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, we had this landlord who is it probably in my top five most hated people I've ever met. Right, mm. he's an absolute prick, and he was 
re- he was he was sort of a little bit posh, but really sexist and old-fashioned. Can I just stop you there? This possibly should be a future episode, a one-off. The five people we've hated the most that we've met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously, we'll change the names, but it could be good. It could be therapeutic. Um. Anyway, like he used to, things were always going wrong with this house. And mm. he managed the property himself. He was too tight to pay an agent. And when I called him, he lived in another town, like down on the south coast. He would never get his finger out to get things fixed, right? So in the end, I would take matters into my own hand, get my handy truss round. Mm-hmm. She was a local handy truss, right? Mm. She was popular in the area. And I would then hand him the bill. Yeah. But he was a cunt, so he'd always examine it closely. He'd come mm. and visit, go, mm, yeah, I'm not sure about this. What exactly did he do? Da, 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 da. And he came and he went, so what did he do? And I went, well, what she did was she 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 found that there was a blockage in the <laughs> pipe under the sink. And, she, and he went, I beg your pardon, she? And I went, yeah. He went, you've got a woman to do it. <laughs> and I went, yeah, she's a professional. She's a professional handy woman. And he went, oh, and he wasn't joking. He went, I'm not sure I'm going to pay for that. Fuck me. He was Jesus an absolute Christ. cunt. Luckily, my wife wasn't there because one time she had, she snapped at him because I said, so you're living, because we were renting a house that he used to live in. I said, oh, you're living down in, I can't remember where. It was somewhere like Winchester. And I went, oh, you're living down in Winchester now. I was just making small talk. I said, what's it like? And he went, well, it's all right, but it's a, a little bit tame. And he was a right nerd, this bloke. And I what? said, bit tame, is it? I'm thinking to myself, what do you know about fucking tame? You never have fun in your life, you cunt. And I go, why? What do you mean? What's the matter with it down there? And he went, well, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the odd dolly bird walking down the street like you do here in the city. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking dolly bird, dolly you bird. cunt. What do you think this fucking is? What dolly birds? Get out. She was like, don't say things like that in our house. And he went, well, it's my house, actually. <laughs> Can't. Well, you should hear the fucking I'll things say, you say about I'll you. I'll say Dolly you Bird know. where I want. Yeah. Fucking cunt. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so what we were talking about was Richard O'Sullivan thinking he's a caretaker. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I said to you at the time, listen, that's not far from me. I want to go down there and try and interview him. Yeah. And you warned me off. You said, Well, Sam, I mean, don't. it's like maybe just hang on to the memories. Rather than um, he's obviously uh, not at his best, not as his sharpest, I would imagine. He's he's living what, he's just because he thinks he's, he's a caretaker. He's, he's been living in a care home <laughs> for for many years now, so I don't think that we should um, impose on that and just leave him to. Look, just you think live I should his, leave him alone? I think you should leave him alone. Yeah, but what I think Sam, we should do leave Richard O'Sullivan alone. <laughs> what I think we should do, and I think we'll clip this out and put it out as a tweet under the Richard O'Sullivan hashtag. I think we should take the opportunity to deliver a message to Richard O'Sullivan. And um, mm. as it's Richard O'Sullivan, dear, on Twitter, uh, we're, we're going to take this opportunity to, to say, hello, Richard, and thank you for everything you've done over the decades. We are uh, jaded men in our mid to late 40s, but the work that you did in the past resonates with us, and we still love it very much to this day, especially Sam. And we talk about it. Especially yeah, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. I, I love all the, the comedies, obviously, from Robin's Nest to me and my gal. And they yeah. brought me so much joy. But Dick Turpin, for me, was the seminal show of my childhood. Um, I still watch it sometimes on the DVD box set. Mm-hmm. It was, for me, one of your greatest works. And just thanks for everything. You still, it's Your performances still bring joy to our hearts today. They really do. And hopefully one day we'll get around to doing a deep dive into the episodes of Dick Turpin. 
and maybe mm. that'll be our, our ultimate work on this podcast. So thank you, Richard, and we hope you're well. There we are. We'll put that out on the Twitter under the hashtag and hopefully you'll get to hear it. Good. Yeah. That's a nice bit and of then work I, And then there. he might invite me to his care home, and in then which he case might it's okay for around. me to yeah. go. He'll go, who are these chaps? I need to speak to them at once. And I can show them oh, my Sam thing. Delaney, I've done some digging into him and he doesn't live far. Perhaps you'd like to come for tea. <laughs> At the school where I am a caretaker. Now, Richard, no, you're not a caretaker at the school, are you? You're, no, you're come a on. resident he's here in the care He's whatever he wants home. to be. He's earned the right to be whatever he wants to be at this point, I All think. Right, if yeah. he's the caretaker, then he's the caretaker. I will come to your school where you are caretaker. Yeah. I was briefly chatting with a fellow last week who um, does karaoke in care homes. What mm. a great job that must be. Because... I yeah. mean, running a karaoke would be a great job anyway, but to do it in a care home where you've got all those people together and bringing them some, some joy and having a good mm. sing-song, that would just be a brilliant job, surely. But there's not enough live singing work because I was mm. at a restaurant on Saturday night and it's a great local restaurant, Italian. If you If you live in the area near me, it's called Al Forno and it's sort of in between Putney and Roehampton. It's a real old school Italian with the old, you know, bottles of wine in a yeah. wicker basket and all that stuff, right? And it's very noisy and convivial and it's a right fucking laugh. And at Christmas, they really go for it, right? It's fucking just, they'd really gone turbo Christmas Full early. Christmas. Mm. And um, it's always a good atmosphere. So it's a nice place to go with another family, take all the kids and you have a bit of a laugh, right? And on Saturday night, they had a singer there right and mm-hmm. he was and he was singing sort of sinatra style standards and then yeah. chucking in some old christmas classics as well but done in the jazz style right well he was incredible mate when he first got up he had the nice suit on and he had the little um tie what do you call it clip you know yeah hanky silk hanky the whole, the whole i thought this gamut, this bloke, yeah. he, oh he's a smooth looking guy but part of me thought it's a bit stars in their eyes like it's dressing up time right so i thought maybe it's gonna be a bit bit silly or a bit cheesy uh, i'm fucking telling you mate it was a brilliant night it was a gig that i would have happily paid for Lovely. not a lot but i would have happily paid Lovely. five to ten pounds right yeah. And he was doing all that walking around the tables in between the tables and he was doing <laughs> right. that thing of like yeah. some of the older women were getting their hand, you know, he's taking their hand, giving them a little kiss and they were giggling because yeah. he's like handsome lad and all the rest of it, right? And he was singing all these fantastic songs and he was superb. And also when he was singing the Christmassy ones, it was like really great and you were getting feeling all in the spirit of things. And I thought, I started out thinking this is a cheesy joke, but by the end I thought, no, this is really great. And why aren't fucking... And I thought, this guy is good enough, he's talented enough to have a career beyond this, beyond Mm -hmm. just singing in this restaurant on a Saturday night, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't know how much they're paying him or what, and I'm not belittling it, but I was thinking, he's fucking talented. I think he could play to venues in his own right. Yeah. And I was thinking, maybe there's just not enough work for singers anymore. I'm pretty sure that in our parents' day, when you went out places, there were singers about, you know, you'd expect a show. Plus as well, you expect to show to be... when you went out, but now you're either in the charts or like some sort of pop star, or that's it. Plus as well, there was working men's clubs, which there aren't so many yeah, of us now. Exactly. So they just do the circuit of that, and they go around and, and do two, three shows a night, drive around the local area, and just bang out some songs. 
But yeah, not, it's, it's was, lovely to see. So, so you know, if I'd fought in time, I would have booked him and got him up to our show in Sunderland next <laughs> week, but maybe next year. I had a kind of similar thing a few years ago, about seven or eight years ago, I needed a dash to Glasgow to get an emergency passport because we were due to go mm. on holiday in a few days and it turned out that the kids' passports had gone missing and we suspected it was my son who'd had a penchant for throwing things in the bin. Um, oh, yeah. We'd lost a DVD remote few other things and we think the passports we, we got them got all of them yeah. put them in the bin so I get they're going passport. in the fucking bin so like yeah <laughs> three days before we're due to go on holiday I had to go to Glasgow to get emergency passports so I went got on the train up to Glasgow the passport office got there an hour early for me appointment because you've got to go at a specified time mm. um, so I thought right I'll go for a pint and I went uh, the nearest pub I could find about five minutes in the passport office this mm. is like lunchtime on a Tuesday or something like that goes into this pub gets a pint and in the corner of the pub there's this band and it's just these old guys and uh, three fellas and a woman and they're just playing like Sonata standards singing live and the singer yeah. was wearing like proper sharp suit and they're, they're singing these songs brilliantly and there's like three people in the pub so they're doing it yeah. just because they wanted to do you know what I mean it was something yeah. for them it was something they loved doing it didn't matter there wasn't an audience in and they were fucking great and I, that, that might be a Glasgow type thing I'm not sure but well, it was hang so on. good. You just remind me of another. It happened in Manchester. When we were there last month, I went to meet my mate on that night when we had the night off on the Thursday. I went yeah. to meet my mate in a bar. I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Archer Street in the Northern Court. And we just were meeting for a quick drink before going for dinner. And we were sat there. And all of a sudden, this very beautiful young lady and a geezer uh, sort of started setting up an amp, amp and a guitar oh, and a yeah, microphone yeah. right fucking next to us. And yeah. we were a bit like, fucking <clears> hell, this is annoying. We're just having, you know, we're two old men having a quiet drink. What the fuck's all this? Mm. And so we were irritated by it, to be honest, because it was so close to us as well. It was like right in front of our table. And I thought, oh, fucking hell, we'll probably have to go because this will just be noisy and annoying. And yeah. we're two old men who'll get confused and grumpy about it. <laughs> <laughs> they started it, and I thought. Plus, they looked a little. You know, it's like it's the hipster quarter of um of Manchester. I thought this is bound to be a bit trendy. I'm not going to like it. Mm. They just all of a sudden went bang. It was just a two piece, like the fucking white stripes. Bang straight into Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Nice, one of my favourite Fleetwood Mac songs. And uh, and. Yeah, because I remember seeing Stevie Nicks interviewed about it once, and she went, "Yeah, I wrote it about a uh, Welsh gypsy yes. called Rhiannon." Yeah, and they went, "Oh yeah, ever been to Wales? Have you?" She went, "No, never in my life. <laughs> Don't know any Welsh people." Which I thought, classic Stevie. She's got the balls to write a song from the perspective of someone she knows nothing about. Has yeah. no concept of. That's a Welsh gypsy called Rhiannon. Next I question. Thought, I'll pull that off, no problem. <laughs> Bit of changing it, change of pace. <laughs> so she, they did it and it was fucking amazing and we had to step back a bit because it was so loud in our fucking faces we ended up staying for about six or seven tracks every single one it was all covers every one a fucking banger right. this woman i was you know she was a girl really and one of the reasons we left in the end is that i think we felt that we were finding her too attractive <laughs> and that that was embarrassing for us and everyone else so it's best just to go um but she was fabulously talented, and then, that was, an, and then, and then, of course, the the other pub we were in in Manchester, they were going to have live music, but unfortunately, you I alienated it. the guitarist, so I think it got 
<laughs> I think he went on strike. But anyway, maybe it's maybe it's just like doesn't happen in London. I don't know. But like when music suddenly starts happening spontaneously in a fucking bar yeah. or a restaurant, it puts a big smile on your face. That depends. As long as it's good and not shit. De- yeah, exactly. It depends on, what, yeah. on the quality of the music and the the, uh, the loudness of it. Um, can we do some predictions? Yeah. And then fuck off. Um, yeah. All right, here we go then. Chelsea versus Leeds. Chelsea 2, Leeds nil. I'll go 2-1, Chelsea. Arsenal versus Southampton. I'm going to go 1-0 um, Arsenal. I'll go 2-0 Arsenal. 2-0 Arsenal. Burnley versus West Ham United. Tricky. I'll say Burnley nil, West Ham 1. I'm going to go 1-1. Uh, Sunderland versus Plymouth. Oh, I think that might be the longest journey in football. Yeah, I think it is pretty much. Yeah, we'll see how many they bring. Well, where uh, is Plymouth? So, to any Plymouth fans making the long journey, (laughs) we'll see how many they bring. I hope it's fucking worth it, but I've got to be honest, I doubt it will be. I mean, we're on the back Um, of a 5 0. This may go first, we're on the back of a 5 0 win. Midweek, so uh, obviously we'll probably lose this. No, I think we'll win this one uh, 2 0. All right, I'll say 2 1 Sunderland. And uh, Peterborough versus Millwall. Oh, uh, I'm going to say 2 1 Peterborough. Peterborough say... have strong West Ham connections, couple right. of players on loan. Matty Edrington's their assistant manager. Okay. Uh, so that 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 will give them a G up against yeah, Millwall. I think, I think. I definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> going to go two one to Millwall on that one. Uh, there we go. That's it from this episode. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy your weekend. Goodbye. Be careful, everyone. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. 